It's hump day. It's hump day in the cipher. So let's get it. This is Facebook response day. So we're going to get right into the Urban Meyer situation. And I'm going to read a couple of your responses about that. Mitchell says, if it's true that Urban Meyer knew that his assistant coach was abusing his wife and he did nothing about it, it means his career could be up in smoke. That would be a major dark cloud over the three-time national champions. Maybe it would be Mitchell, but judging by some of the comments I've read, some of the things that I've heard online and on TV, it seems like a lot of fans, not all fans, but a lot of fans are more concerned with the winning rather than resolving and solving this situation. Sean says, if Urban Meyer protected his assistant coach and covered up a domestic violence issue, then he should be fired right now. I agree. He's a complete pig and a despicable man if he covered up a woman being abused by their spouse. We're in agreement with that also. But what I'll say is this. Pending the information that's yet to come, the only thing Urban Meyer is guilty of so far is lying to the media. He said he knew nothing of the 2015 allegations, and then he turned around and he had to admit he, he knew of them because he reported them to the administration. So I would say to those people who've already made up their mind on guilt or innocent or how much responsibility he bears along with the university, let's hold off, let's get all the information, and then make a judgment. That's about as far as I'm going to go on that until all the facts come out. On if D12 is a Hall of Famer, we had a lot of different comments, and they were interesting comments. Steve said there's no way Dwight Howard should ever be selected into the Hall of Fame. He's lazy, he's overrated, and he doesn't care for the game. Dave F. says Dwight Howard has no shot of ever getting to the Hall of Fame. He doesn't rank or compare with any of the greats that are in the Hall of Fame. I'll say this. Any criticism that's been handed at Dwight Howard most of it, he's deserving of it. And most of the, the, the way people perceive him in a negative light, he's done that to himself. He's got self-inflicted wounds. But I will say this, how he compares, if you're just going by numbers, and a lot of people, numbers do matter. Think about this. Dikembe Mutombo and Alonzo Mourning, both revered, great defensive players. Obviously, Mourning was more of a scorer than a Mutombo. But how does Dwight Howard compare to both of those Hall of Famers? Well, Matumbo was an eight-time All-Star selection. He made All-NBA first team never. He made All-NBA second team twice, I believe. Alonzo Mourning made All-NBA first team once. He was selected to the All-Star game eight times. Dwight Howard selected to the All-Star game eight times. Dwight Howard was All-NBA first team five times. Matumbo did win the, the Defensive Player of the Year four times. I think Mourning twice. Dwight Howard accomplished that three times, but he's also the youngest player to ever be selected Defensive Player of the Year. So 
I have no problem with any criticism that is handed out to Dwight Howard, but to just dismiss him as someone who has no chance of being a Hall of Famer, I completely disagree with that. Now, you can look at the second act of his career and notice the fall in his numbers and how he's been injured and in and out of lineups, but his overall resume says Hall of Fame. Now, is he going to be a first uh, first selection, first ballot Hall of Famer? I doubt that. But my guess is Dwight Howard's going to get in the Hall of Fame. There Again, I've said this before, and it's a factual statement. There has never been an eight-time All-Star who has never gotten into the Hall of Fame. There are lesser players with lesser accomplishments in the Hall of Fame right now. Whatever his attitude may be and how childish or, or how, how immature his comments are, Dwight Howard, just as a player, just on his overall NBA resume, if you look at it, just on his resume, he's going to get into the Hall of Fame. In our fantasy basketball matchups, 44 people responded to the matchup of Russ versus D. Rose, both in their prime. And 30 people chose Russ, and their reasons were... Tim said Russ is bigger, stronger, faster. Lou said Russ would just back rows down the entire time. Lit, I don't want to pronounce this right. Litney says she thinks Russell Westbrook has no shot at beating Derrick Rose in his prime. Stephanie says Derrick Rose in his prime all day. Howard says... Russ, Sean Williams said, whoever says Russ should go sit down. <laughs> I'll say this. I get the, the matchup I put out there for a specific reason because they're so very similar. Their skill sets are so in line with each other's. And then and again, we're talking about both in their primes. Yes, Russ is slightly bigger. I would also say prime Derrick Rose ability to change direction is superior to Russ. I have no idea who would win that matchup. Maybe you give Russ a slight edge because of his, because of his size, but at the end of the day, we're talking about the very best version of either player. The very best 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 version, tongue twister, of Derrick Rose is a hard cover, and I'm not sleeping on Russ. I'm just saying, remember how hard it was for anybody to even think of staying in front of Derrick Rose. It'd be an interesting matchup, and that's why we do these fantasy matchups just for the fun. Not to make anyone upset about their favorite player being slighted one way or another. So let's not take it too serious. Some of the comments are interesting, but again, not too serious. Moving on from that, the other matchup, Larry Legend versus Dirk Nowinski. We had 35 people respond and 30 people picked Larry Bird. Some of the comments were, I've never seen Dirk play defense. Sean Williams said it's got to be Larry Bird. Rodney Underwood said it's got to be Larry Legend. He's just mentally tougher. Lou says, how can Larry guard Dirk? Dirk's seven feet tall with the J. It's Dirk all day. It has to be Dirk. Mr. Dash says, both in their prime, Bird would destroy Dirk. Bird can score on the inside and on the outside. And even though Dirk was taller, Bird was stronger. Howard says, it's got to be Bird. He almost was a triple-double guy. He averaged six assists for his career. <laughs> this is one of the comments that gets me. And no offense, Howard. Much respect, fam. But 
what you average, what you average with your assists doesn't mean anything in a game of one-on-one. Remember, they're just checking the ball up at the top of the circle, one-on-one. So assist averages and things like that don't really factor in. Caesar said, Bird, at, at least he tried to play defense, which is true. A lot of people don't remember this. I think Larry Bird made All-NBA second-team defense like two or three times. And again, and again, in a game of one-on-one, look, you're going to have to be able to get at least one or two stops because both are great offensive players. And it might come down to something that simple. The first guy that misses is probably going to be the guy that loses. Um, again, thanks for your comments on these one-on-ones. We're going to do another fantasy one-on-one. Off the top of my dome, the next one-on-one, I'm going to do Draymond Green versus Larry Johnson, Grandma Ma, in his prime. The best versions of Draymond Green versus Larry Johnson, one-on-one. Who would win? I have time. I've got time for one more Facebook response. And this actually goes back to the Urban Meyer situation. Leah asks, what do you think of what Courtney Smith's lawyer had to say about how Ohio State University has handled this situation? Well, it was really a statement, and I'll read it. And This is from the lawyer of Courtney Smith. And she said, Miss Smith is cautiously optimistic that the Ohio State University's investigation committee will determine if proper reporting protocol protocol was followed upon learning of the ongoing abuse allegations against Zach Smith. Leverage said that in the statement, we believe the university must prioritize the safety and well-being of others above all. And while the Ohio State University has never contacted Ms. Smith to discuss these allegations, she will fully cooperate with the university's current investigation. I, I think... All that's putting out there is there's been a lack of communication. There's been a lot of he say, she say, and you can throw in the administration. No one actually knows everything that they've known, even though they're actually doing an investigation. It might come out that they've known about other allegations as well. So I'm going to go back to what I said earlier on the podcast, and that is let's let all the information and all the facts come out and see how this plays out. Leah, thanks for the response. Actually, everybody on Facebook fan, good looking out. Thanks for the responses. Um, I, I love them. They're fun. Um, and it's cool that we disagree. But if, if we agreed all the time, what would be the fun of that? Also, still waiting on some of them voice messages. That would be really cool. Look forward to responding to some of those. But again, grateful for all the responses. Good looking out. It's the cipher. I'm probably going to double up and do another show today. To get, get it out the way because I've got a, a really busy week ahead of me. But for right now, next time.